2: This morning outbreak surge, nine COVID cases, masks back in Melbourne and travel plans put on edge. The AFL facing chaos, ticket sales suspended, Bulldogs players ordered into isolation. In the dark, Queensland's most widespread blackouts ever caused by explosions at a power station and a flood of new abuse complaints from inside Parliament House in the wake of the Brittany Higgins case.
3: This. 7 News with Jodie Spears.
2: Good morning. Victorian health authorities are scrambling to trace thousands of contacts who could have been exposed to a COVID case at the MCG. An infected man attended the Collingwood-Port Adelaide match on Sunday. It comes as players from the Western Bulldogs quarantine after a club staff member attended a hotspot venue during the exposure period.
4: Players are all isolated, tested, we have the right the results overnight, they changed their training days, just work through it like our clubs and our players have been doing and they did a hell of a job.
2: AFL games are still going ahead but all ticket sales have been suspended for the weekend. Melbourne's latest COVID cluster has grown to nine positive cases. All of those people are infected with the Indian variant. Restrictions have been put in place after the new cases were linked to a Melbourne man who returned from hotel quarantine in South Australia two weeks ago.
0: This is about giving our contact tracers the time that they need to track this matter down and get on top of it. It is harder to contact trace um, in those private
5: and informal settings.
2: Meantime, Pfizer jabs have been given the all-clear to be stored in refrigerators, meaning millions of Australians could soon receive the shot at pharmacies or GPs. The New Zealand government has paused the travel bubble with Victoria. Anyone who enters the country will have to go through a hotel quarantine. Western Australia has also made changes, forcing anyone from Victoria to isolate for 14 days. Queensland is still recovering after a major power outage threw much of the Sunshine State into chaos. It was caused by a massive fire and reported explosion at a power station. And while electricity is back on, the crisis is expected to drag on.
1: Lights out traffic chaos with police dispatched to point duty. Shopping centres plunged into darkness, a huge power failure felt from the Gold Coast north through Brisbane to Caboolture and beyond. Communities around Maryborough and Oakey also affected residents and businesses without power all the way to Gladstone.
3: The sudden loss of 2,000 megawatts of generated electricity has caused outages across the state. Uh, As many as 400,000 customers initially lost power.
1: In Brisbane residents were urged not to travel unless necessary as 360 traffic lights went dead.
3: At 1.44pm this afternoon there was a fire in the Callide C power station affecting units 3 and 4. Nearby residents took to social media reporting
1: an explosion. CS Energy responded quickly all workers were evacuated immediately. The operator says there are no reports of anyone injured. The Khalid station may be 600 kilometres north of the southeast, but its sphere of power is wide. And when it goes down, it's felt across the entire state, even into northern New South Wales.
3: There is a process in place to gradually and safely increase supply from other power stations.
2: Edwina Bartholomew, Seven News. A growing number of sexual misconduct complaints have been reported to a hotline at Parliament House created in response to the alleged rape of staffer Brittany Higgins. Political reporter Taylor Aiken is in Canberra. Good morning, Taylor. Some of the complaints have now been taken to police. Yes, Jodie, that's right. Good morning, with the
0: culture of Parliament House now thrust firmly back into the spotlight. A police hotline set up three months ago for parliamentary staff to report incidents of sexual assault or harassment has already received 40 reports, including 19 different allegations, with 10 of those matters referred to police. The new reports come as the Australian Federal Police prepares to hand over a brief of evidence to the ACT Director of Public Prosecutions in relation to the alleged rape of former staffer Brittany Higgins at Parliament House. Two reports into that alleged incident have been completed, though, with one clearing Prime Minister Morrison's staff of smearing Brittany Higgins' partner during background briefings to journalists, and another recommending a new complaint system be established to deal with any further allegations. It also recommended an independent and confidential reporting process and further education
2: for senior staff. Jodie? Okay, Taylor, thank you. New sexual consent laws in New South Wales will allow accused rapists to be convicted if they cannot show they took steps to obtain consent. The affirmative consent model has been announced by the state government in an effort to deliver justice to survivors of sexual assault. It's expected the reforms will be introduced in the coming weeks. Damaging winds and huge swells are on the way for southeast Queensland. Seven beaches have been forced to close following hazardous surf warnings. Boats were tossed around as waves swelled up to three metres from the Gold Coast to Fraser Island. Warnings remain in place today with dangerous weather expected throughout the weekend. A man has died after a nasty crash between a ute and a school bus north of Adelaide overnight. The force of the impact was so strong the doors of this ute were torn off with the 51-year-old driver dying at the scene. The bus driver was taken to hospital with minor injuries and the kids on board were uninjured. Queensland police have had to shoot a man in the leg south of Brisbane overnight after he locked himself inside a home in Bethania near Logan with another woman inside. Officers started negotiating with the man before he allegedly opened the door and threatened them with a gun. The 48-year-old man was taken into custody and transported to hospital. Police have released shocking video of a motorcyclist in South Australia recording his own extreme speeding and crash into the back of a truck. The rider reached almost 270 kilometres an hour before slamming into the stationary vehicle. He spent two months in a coma and now has a permanent brain injury. An international education report card has given Australia a B minus when it comes to maths and science. It found more than half of all year eight students simply don't like maths and that that starts early when they can barely count their fingers and toes.
3: In preschools. So, how many have you got in this container? Getting kids excited about maths is all about having fun. I'd
0: just say it's all about play, so just um, just fostering that love of numeracy.
3: But a new report says too many Australian students start school not knowing their simple numbers. If you like, those students
2: are starting off behind the eight ball.
3: 47% of Australian Year 4s attend schools where less than a quarter of students begin with basic skills, compared with 20% internationally. Parents, it suggested, could do more.
0: When you cook with your children, you can be taking measurements and temperatures and timing. You know, there's ways to make maths fun. Just then I was doing one, two, three with my child and she's only 10 months old.
3: But there's better news. 46% of Aussie Year 8 students have maths teachers who majored in maths compared to 39% overseas. And Australian kids get lots of maths up to 190 hours a year, well above average. Despite or perhaps because of those efforts by Year 8, 50% of Aussie students hate maths compared with, say, 35% in Singapore.
2: It is quite a clear finding. and It's always quite a disappointing finding uh, for me as an ex-maths teacher. Around half Australian
3: school students expect to go to university. The majority of those are girls. Many boys are more likely to seek out a trade qualification or finish their education altogether in Year 12. Chris Maher, 7 News.
2: A bottle shop in Sydney is making waves, with sales of beer, wine and spirits skyrocketing, but there's not a single alcoholic drink inside. A major supermarket has also caught on to the trend, offering more for people who want to drink less. Reds,
4: whites, sparkling spirits.
0: It tastes like alcohol, it smells like alcohol, it feels like alcohol.
4: But it isn't. From fine wine makers to craft beer brewers, it seems everyone's having a crack at making booze-free booze.
0: You even get the placebo effect of alcohol when you drink it.
4: Noting a gap in the market, Irene Falcone opened an entire store stocked with non-alcoholic drinks.
0: My customers aren't people who don't drink. My customers are people who do drink, that just want to drink a little bit less or a little bit less often.
4: Challenging Australia's identity as an alcohol-loving nation.
3: Aussie, Aussie, Aussie!
4: Even rivals noticing the trend.
0: Being a change in the way that people consume alcohol, and our range really reflects that. If you're sociable, like, you want to go out, you want to feel like you're including yourself,
2: and also not have to hang over, <laughs> it's fabulous. Melbourne
4: would claim it's a trendsetter in this space, pioneering a pub with no beer. Mocktails only. So confident in her brand and so sure of this movement, Irene opened her first store opposite an actual bottle shop and she plans to open 20 more just like this across Australia over the next three years, including six right here in
5: Sydney.
0: Watch out, Sydney.
4: (laughs) Tom Hartley, 7 News.
5: When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no brainers.
2: Checking finance now. The Dow Jones is trading lower this morning. The Nasdaq holding steady. In London, the FTSE fell and Germany's DAX gained. Closer to home, Japan's Nikkei closed 189 points higher. Hong Kong's Hang Seng also up. The All Lords finished up 73 points. And the ASX 200 also ended the trading session in the green. On the commodities market, gold is trading at US$1,898 US dollars an ounce. Oil is US$66 a barrel. The Aussie dollar is buying 77.57 US. 84 Japanese yen and $1.07 New Zealand. Controversial chef Pete Evans has been served up fines of nearly $80,000 by the Therapeutic Goods Administration. His company allegedly advertised unregistered goods, including a biocharger device, hyperbaric oxygen chambers and two medicines. He's also been ordered to stop making various claims about therapeutic products. The crew of a container ship has been rescued off the coast of Sri Lanka after a chemical fire on board caused an explosion. The Singapore-bound vessel was carrying cosmetics and chemicals including 25 tonnes of nitric acid. Two crew members were injured when the fire on board intensified. A Sri Lankan Air Force helicopter carrying dry chemical powder was brought in to douse the flames. Italy's Mount Etna volcano has once again put on a spectacular display. The volcano, which towers over the island of Sicily, erupted overnight, sending fiery balls of orange lava shooting into the sky. Volcanologists say the latest eruption came from the volcano's southeast crater. Mount Etna is Europe's most active volcano and a very popular tourist attraction. Moderna says clinical trials show its COVID-19 vaccine is safe and effective for children as young as 12. The company will now seek authorisation for its vaccine to be used for children just weeks after Pfizer gained approval from US regulators. The Australian government has signed a deal for 25 million doses of the Moderna vaccine but the TGA is yet to approve it. Remembrance services and protest marches are being held across the U.S. today, marking one year since George Floyd was murdered by a police officer. Let's go live now to U.S. correspondent David Woywood. Good morning, David. It's an emotional day for America.
5: Yes, it certainly is, Uh, Jody. uh, George Floyd's murder 12 months ago really fast tracked the Black Lives Matter movement here in the United States and right around the country. And uh, today, his anniversary is being used as a moment to really push for further change. Now, Floyd's family are still meeting with President Joe Biden in the Oval Office. This is a private meeting, no cameras are allowed, and that was done at Biden's insistence. The president has developed a close relationship with the Floyd family in the past 12 months. He was one of the first to call after the guilty verdict was handed down. And uh, the anniversary shedding light, too, on a much-anticipated police reform bill. It stalled in the US Senate, and uh, Biden had hoped it would be passed by now. The White House now not committing to a time frame. But uh, this, George Floyd's brother speaking on the importance of today. Today
4: is the day that he set the world and a rage. And
2: people realize what's going on in America, and we all said enough is enough.
5: Now, today is not without its drama. Gunshots have been fired at the scene of Floyd's death in Minneapolis, where crowds have gathered to pay tribute today. Now, the shots were caught live on air. It's still unclear exactly what the motivation was. Still, uh, commemorations in the area are continuing, and a candlelight vigil is expected to be held later tonight, Jody.
2: Okay, David Woodward in the US, thank you. The Duke and Duchess of Cambridge have visited the Orkney Islands for the first time as part of their week-long tour of Scotland. William and Kate's first port of call was to open a new hospital. After a quick wardrobe change, the royal couple then visited the European Marine Energy Centre. Kate had a funny encounter with a group of young children who asked if she was a prince. Meantime, Prince Charles and wife Camilla have visited the English city of Coventry, touring the city's cathedral and an art gallery. To Sport Now and the Gold Coast have... Gold Coast Suns have had Nick Holman's controversial two-game ban overturned at the AFL Tribunal. The Suns successfully argued that an unreasonable level of perfection was required for Holman's tackle not to concuss Geelong's Mitch Duncan. Carlton failed to overturn Lockie Plowman's two-game ban for rough conduct on Hawthorne's Jager O'Meara. Marlon Pickett will miss a week after his one-game ban for striking was upheld. Rooster Victor Radley vows he won't change his tackling style despite copping a five-game ban at the NRL judiciary. Radley failed to have his high-hit charge on Bronco Tavita Pangai Jr downgraded last night, rubbing him out of Origin 1 and 2. Rooster's teammate Angus Crichton will also miss the Origin opener after his two-game dangerous contact ban was upheld. And George Williams claims the Raiders have tried to kick him out of the club after they announced he had been given an immediate release yesterday. The New Zealand Breakers have continued to enjoy life back at home. The Kiwis were on fire against the Adelaide 36ers overnight in their second game back over the Tasman in six months. Corey Webster hit a game-high 22 points as the Breakers won 94-76. Neither side can make the finals. Two-time Dakar rally winner Toby Price will trade the bike for his new $400,000 truck for next month's Fink Desert Race in the Northern Territory. A six-time winner on the bikes, Price is still several weeks away from getting back on the two wheels after injuring his shoulder in this year's Dakar.
5: Body-wise, I've pretty much smashed everything inside myself, so uh, that's the least of my worries now. So uh, I won't break anymore, I'll just start bending pretty soon. Price
2: is aiming to become the first person to win the Fink race in both the bike and truck categories. You can watch it on Seven. Taking a look at the weather around the country now, a cold front and troughs should produce strong, gusty winds in Tasmania and light showers in parts of South Australia, Tasmania, Victoria and southern New South Wales. Onshore winds should bring a few showers to central and northern Queensland coasts. An upper trough will bring some rain to northeastern parts of WA. Around the capitals today, sunny in Brisbane and in Sydney, a shower or two in Canberra, a top of 14 degrees, a shower or two clearing in Melbourne a shower or two in Hobart and in Adelaide. Partly cloudy in Perth, a top of 20 degrees and sunny in Darwin. And that's seven early news for this Wednesday, the 26th of May.